Jordan. Who wrote a special Valentine's episode for their podcast, predictably mixed up the dates, so decided to release it a week late and just hope that no one notices. Conan O'Brien? No. Two guys. What? And welcome to episode 59 of Two Guys What's Up, the weekly comedy podcast where you're all about to get a special glimpse into my mind. The kind of glimpse that is usually reserved for people like this guy, Jordan. Jordan, how are you? I'm really good, thanks. Good. Slightly nervous for the listeners based on that, though. (laughs) Right, uh, you'll see why in a minute, but this is just sort of my unfiltered mind. So I'm not telling a story that is already out there. I have made up my own stories, and that will become clear why in a second. Now I'm even more scared for them. (laughs) I can't wait. I'm so excited for you to hear these. (laughs) And if it wasn't obvious from the intro, we are recording this a little bit behind schedule because we totally just overlooked the dates. Yeah. And Valentine, at the time of recording, hasn't been and gone, but will have by the time this is out. Yeah, so we recorded episode 58, and then you were like, hey, which episode should be the Valentine's episode? And uh, we kind of had a little look together and we were like, oh, episode 58. <laughs> that one. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we're just recording it a little bit late. And hopefully you're all still with your newly found significant others. And all of you people are hopefully still with the ones that you called your Valentine's on said day and can get back into that frame of mind ready for another loved up episode. Exactly. Or if it didn't quite go to plan, well, at least I've got you back because I'll be able to show you some of the worst valentine's dates ever so that might make you feel a bit better is that what you're going into today it will be plus i'm going to throw in a couple of pickup lines oh brilliant (laughs) work your magic on me (laughs) (laughs) you know what i was thinking i might actually say them to you (laughs) (laughs) so what this is gonna be like a normal meetup for us then yeah yeah absolutely yeah perfect (laughs) how are you ian i'm all right thank you i'm subduing hiccups at the moment we just had about an hour at the beginning just before we started recording where you were maliciously and purposefully keeping my hiccups going hell yeah by doing that thing that you do down the phone and it's making me want to do it now thinking about it (laughs) I can kind of, like, hear you stifling the feeling, actually. It's all tightening up a little bit. It's awful. I f***ing hate it. That's hilarious. I was just trying to clear my throat, gave myself hiccups, you exacerbated it, (laughs) and now I can't sort of shake it. I'm sorry. I'm keeping them at bay at the moment, I'm sorry. And just for reference, everybody, this is that little clip. (laughs) Oh, God, I've still got hiccups. (coughs) Stop it right now, young man. If I relax and just don't think about it, I can get rid of them myself, all right? But you doing that does not help. Relax like... I'm going to kill you, Jordan. Right, I'm taking my headphones off. I apologise. Sorry, I'm going to stop. Okay. Are you all good? I think so. Okay. God, thanks. Thanks for that, Jordan. You're welcome. Luckily, you didn't have to hear it right now, otherwise, f***ing hell, we wouldn't have taken off at all. The memory of it is causing me to move away from the microphone and really focus on my breathing, because it's it's going to happen at some point. some point during this, it will happen again. All right, we'll just try our best to not bring any more attention to it. Good idea. Perfect. And just as a way to get your mind off it, as a little bit of a, just a silly thing, but it made me smile, really, it was a little bit of a viral photo that was doing the rounds lately yeah and it's apparently from a cadbury interviewee Mm -hmm. so it's 
apparently from Cadbury themselves, and it says, Dear Mr Jones, we regret to inform you that your application for the position of Global Quality Manager has been unsuccessful. We don't normally respond to unsuccessful applicants, but in your case we've made an exception in order to return the £5 note you attached... To the reference section. Oh, uh, I have seen this. Of your application under the line Elizabeth Wink Wink. <laughs> <laughs> And it just finally goes on to say, some notes regarding your application. Listing super secret spy work I legally can't talk about, as your previous experience won't fool anyone. <laughs> In future, you might want to refrain from using sentences like, come on, let me be part of this awesome gig you've got going on. <laughs> eBay feedback isn't a relevant reference. <laughs> and your <laughs> attached sketch of an everlasting chocolate bar was unwarranted, absurd, and quite frankly, scared us a little. <laughs> we wish you all the best in your future endeavours. Sincerely, Alan Castle. Oh, very nice. At least they were polite at the end there. They just say, so fuck off. Take your stupid chocolate bar. Get out of my sight. I mean, honestly, I'm pretty impressed I returned the fibre. <laughs> I think they're rich enough they can do without. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. <laughs> so, Ian, what have you got for us today? Well, Jordan, today, in light of it being Valentine's Themed, I have decided to take a break from the spooky altogether. Okay. I know. I'm intrigued. Shock horror. So, for today's show, I have written a little piece that I have titled Strange Things That Turn People On. These are things that most of us would think that's a bit of an odd one, but I will preface by saying no kink shaming, so long as it's safe, sane, consensual, and legal. You do whatever the f*** you want. But, Jordan, when I was wondering just how I would put this across in an entertaining way, a way that I could describe it that would be funny, without simply reeling off a list, I got the bright idea of using made-up scenarios. But then I thought, bugger, that would involve characters, people I'd have to introduce, names made up. But then it struck me, we all know you, (laughs) so I am sorry to say that you are my example in all of these made-up, and I'll say it again so no one gets the wrong idea, made-up, wink wink, scenarios. Oh yeah, so these are not these stories that I told you the other night. Yeah, it's not things that I've gleaned from our texts and just put them into a nice coherent story for our listeners at home as long as it's not that fine (laughs) perfect (laughs) so yeah essentially i have got a list of the strangest things that turn people on god okay i think should we just get right into it let's just fucking do it me old pal love it so jordan in our first totally made up and totally not copied from the text you sent me yesterday scenario (laughs) we find you and your wife sat at home one day bored When discussing what to do, you finally decide to take a nice little shopping day out. You go to all the local shops, you stop for a coffee, head to Mackey's for a nice spot of lunch. You're about to head back home when all of a sudden your wife goes, Oh, Jordan, I almost forgot. We need to get some new shoes for that cave exploring trip we've got planned next month. So you think, ah, bastard, I was hoping she'd forgot about that. So reluctantly, off you trudge to M&S. Your darling wife is trying on shoe after shoe, trying to find the grippiest yet most stylish of footwear, all while you're just sat on the lone chair waiting for her to finish. When all of a sudden, you notice the mannequins. Are they coming closer? Are they beckoning me over? Did that one just wink at me? (laughs) You begin to get a little hot under the collar when your wife breaks you out of the trance. She's done, paid, and it's time to go. But as you're walking back to the car park, you pass a statue erected in the town centre. One glance is all you needed, and now it's not the only thing that's erect, because uh-oh, Jordan, it looks like you are an agomatophiliac. 
I think that's pronounced, which is someone with a sexual attraction to inanimate objects like statues, dolls, or mannequins. Yeah, this was definitely not about my trip to Next the other week. <laughs> yeah, I changed the shop name to, you know, to try and preserve some anonymity for you. I put an M&S. I know you don't actually shop there, so, you know, no one's going to think, well, that must be a true story about Jordan. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've heard of those kind of things. I think we've mentioned it before where people, like, are in love with their boat or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and cars, and we mentioned that woman that married the Eiffel Tower. Yes. But these ones get weirder. As if that wasn't weird enough. <laughs> oh, mate, just you wait. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Jordan, congratulations. You've just landed your dream job. Yeah. You finally decided to pack in that guitar shit, and you've just graduated your eight-year-long course, and you are now a fully-fledged carpenter. Oh, always been my dream. Well, no time to celebrate, though. It's the very next day. It's your first day on the job, and your new boss says, right Jordan, we'll start you off easy. We need a toothpick. Grab that sander and start sanding down this 2x4 please. See you at lunch. He leaves you and you get right to work with a sander. But it ain't working. It ain't doing much sanding. Useless, you think. This would have stopped you in your tracks before, but now you've got eight years training under your tool belt, so you know just what to do. You feel the grit of the sandpaper, just as you suspected. Oh no. All gone. What a bastard. So you go to the tool cupboard, you open it up, and there you find five rolls of fresh sandpaper. Which one do you use though? You begin to touch them and, ooh, what was that? A little shiver? You touch the second and, ooh, that felt nice. By the fifth and final piece of sandpaper, it looks like there is now an extra bit of wood in that room. A meaty bit of wood. Because it looks like you're into abrasion, which is a subcategory of BDSM where people, and definitely not actually Jordan, become aroused by scratchy or harsh surfaces such as sandpaper. Wow. I guess that you'd be a bit red raw, wouldn't you? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, what would you do with it? Like... I mean, not that I would know, but I guess you would tube it up, wouldn't you? Oh, tube it up. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only way I can describe it. Oh, man. You know what I mean. Can you imagine, like, you're on a night out, you meet someone, you go back to their house, and you're into this abrasion ism is it abrasion as if you don't know <laughs> they ask you to use a condom you're like yeah absolutely so you secretly turn away wrap a little bit of sandpaper around your dick slip the condom over it <laughs> it'd be like a horrible meat grinder oh god oh that's fucking grim it sounds great i'm sure that is not what people actually do who are into this sort of thing but yeah it's, it's a grim thought hey if anyone is listening that is please let us know yeah please please let us know. show us no evidence <laughs> yeah don't show us don't turn to speeches for god's sake <laughs> i would just like to broaden my horizons a, a simple quick email would do i thought you were gonna say a simple quickie will do <laughs> a simple quick demonstration <laughs> in my butthole would do Oh god! Oh god! Yeah, if you use that to clean yourself. Ooh. I mean, I have tried some little toilet roll before, and would we'll say it's much <laughs> the same. But I'll say I came out of that toilet with a raging boner. <laughs> <laughs> it was throbbing. Oh. Anyway, Jordan, next day, your wife wakes you up early in the morning, and with a coffee and an excited smile, she says, Jordan, wake up! It's cave exploration day! Get your shoes on! But what you both didn't know at that time was on that day, the only exploring you'd be doing would be of your sexuality. Because you see, once you reached your destination, you see the entrance to the cave, a giant mouth agape in the wilderness, 
you think. That's oddly sexy. You get a little closer and see all the little creases and crevices stretching into the darkness. Suddenly, and unexpectedly, you c*** in your pants. Because it turns out, you're a chasmophiliac, which is somebody who gets horny for caves, valleys, and crevices in rock walls. Oh, God. You know, like, when people do helicopter rides over the Grand Canyon, would they still experience that, do you think? Yes, you could probably liken that to sort of like, I mean, if a person does a nude live drawing of someone, they don't sit there and unexpectedly start having to have a furious wank. You know? <laughs> yeah, I guess the situation would probably dictate how horny you get from it right okay i suppose it would be like watching a peep show wouldn't it yeah uh, I mean, but just from a helicopter i mean again i couldn't tell you i'm not one you are <laughs> uh, supposedly <laughs> uh, again if, if you have this and you don't want to you know make it no make up a fake email send us an email let us know what it's like do you just automatically just turn into a, a giant horny fucking person <laughs> when you drive drive past a cave interesting to know yeah perfect okay jordan the next day, you're in town. It's early morning. You're running late because you stayed up all night looking at bloody pictures of caves. So you pushed for time. you got to get to your next customer and you've got to build a bloody bookshelf by six. So you start speed walking, which turns into a jog, which turns into a full-on sprint. Then... You catch the eye of a fellow late runner, and a sort of unspoken competition starts between the two of you. But you're a local, and they are not. Not important, usually, but this time, it means that you know there is a flight of stairs coming up. Oh, no. The stranger is winning, and grinning, he looks back at you to gloat in your second-place face. But he reaches the top of the stairs. He didn't realise. You tried to warn them, but it's too late. He loses his footing. Everything goes in slow motion. He begins to fall. Crack, smack, and tumble down the stairs. And with every impact, you notice your penis grows a little harder. <laughs> By the time they've reached the bottom of the stairs, laying in a crumpled mess, no one is looking at that guy anymore. They're all looking at you because you're now stood to full attention. Oh, shit, Jordan. What a time to find out that you're a climacophiliac, which is a name given to somebody who gets aroused by seeing people fall down the stairs. <laughs> wow, okay. And it's specifically someone falling down the stairs. Yeah, so someone's just walking downstairs. Nada. Oh, right, okay. I wonder what it is about the whole falling thing. Mate, I couldn't fucking tell you. <laughs> And can I say as well, everybody knows that this must be made up because, mm -hmm. for one thing, I wouldn't be fucking sprinting. <laughs> you would do if you've got a bookshelf to build. <laughs> you, you're a busy man, Jordan. Am I really? Gone are the days of you driving around from guitar student to guitar student, just teaching them about, oh, this is a G chord, you know. You're a fucking busy man now. <laughs> Mate, you've got shit to build. You've got sandpaper to touch. You've got cave pictures filling up your phone. <laughs> Got places to be, pal. Yeah, I've got mannequins in the boot. <laughs> Is it also specifically people that are falling down rather than just objects? I think so. I mean, if someone drew a pair of tits on a piano, would you find the piano attractive? Fucking hell. <laughs> it is about me. You do know my inner secrets. <laughs> I've never told anyone about that. <laughs> Brilliant. I love it. Right, John. Well, you've done with that day. You've built the bookshelf. Everything has come up peachy, right? But you've got a day off the next day. Okay. And Jordan, what a f***ing lovely day it is. It's summer. The sun's out. Not a cloud in the sky. And you're out walking Teddy through a nice wooded area next to a stream. Oh, beautiful. Only problem is, all these damn bugs flying around. So annoying. That is until one flies into your face, bumping into your lips. Almost as if it was trying to give you a little kiss. Your pants begin to tighten, and all of a sudden, these flies, wasps, bees, dragonflies, and other bugs are starting to look pretty damn good. Oh, and no. not for eating, mind you. 
but for fucking. <laughs> because now, Jordan, you've realised that you've got formicophilia, which is the name that you give to somebody who is aroused by insects. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know how useful that would be. I don't think any of these are really useful. <laughs> <laughs> that is a very good point, to be honest with you. <laughs> Thank you. It's uh, been a long time coming, but I've finally made <laughs> something valid. <laughs> See, I hate insects at the best of times. Yeah, well, just you wait until one flies into your gob, gives you a little peck. <laughs> flies into my gob? <laughs> I'm now deep throated a fucking fly. You'll be straight on your phone, deleting all those pictures of caves, and you'll be looking at flies in bras. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, wait till the mosquitoes pop up. <laughs> Can you imagine a mosquito in a thong? I can't. <laughs> Oh, that is awful. God, could you imagine it? That must be how it works. What? You know, anyone that experiences that, that would essentially be porn for them, wouldn't it? What, looking up insects on the phone? Yeah. I mean, I couldn't tell you again. Uh, Please refer to earlier statement. (laughs) Right, you don't need to keep, you know, saying, oh, how would I know? (laughs) You you don't need to do the hard selly and Jesus. (laughs) Yeah, these are actually all about me. I've just changed Ian to Jordan. (laughs) Moving on, Mr. Jordan. So, as it is uh, today, (coughs) last week, it is Valentine's Day. You wake up early, the flowers you ordered arrive bang on time, and you expertly meet the delivery person at the door before they knock, making sure that your sleeping wife stays asleep. Next, you know it's risky, but you leave the house, go to your nearest drive-thru Costa, pick up a love-flavoured coffee, bring it home, and set it next to the flowers. You go to make some pancakes, but oh no! You were planning to bring all of this up to your wife for a surprise Valentine's breakfast in bed, but she's walked into the kitchen and foiled your plans! Drats! But it's okay! She smiles at the surprise and goes in for a kiss, but at the last second, she notices a coffee she's been wanting to try for about a week now, and uh uh-oh, you've realised you've left the stove unsupervised. This causes both of you to lose sight of your target, look away, but you both turn your heads back at the last second to complete said kiss but you couple of silly billies you're way off trajectory your wife knows goes straight into your mouth but what's that feeling fireworks erupting your brain eyes wide and it's bonus city because for the first time in your life an accident has revealed that you love a bit of nasolingus which is what it's called when people become aroused by sucking one's nose but luckily you're not full blown because it can extend to also eating the snot from said nose that's awful Oh, that's disgusting. I was going to joke as well. Not when they're full of cold, but that's awful. Yeah, some people, you know, the wife might walk in and be like, oh, I've got a cold. And they'll be like, I'll clean you up. That makes me feel really ill. Yeah, it's not very nice, that one. But, you know, each to their own. No judgment. You know, you eat whatever you want to eat. (laughs) If your wife or your other half, your partner says, yeah, it's cool, you can eat my snot, I don't mind. That's fine. That's fine. It's turning my stomach. Try it, mate. You might like it. I don't think I will. You you never know. Once it's in your mouth and you've given it a little chew. Chew? It might just, yeah, a little chew. It might be all right. You know, there's some, there's going to be some bowls in there. Oh, God. It'll be like chewing gum. Sexy chewing gum. That is, that's the worst. I know you're enjoying it because all I can hear coming from the other end of the phone is, oh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, It's a fine balance between pleasure and displeasure. You just got to remember to insert the oh that's horrible once in a while. Yeah. Instead of, oh, oh, that's hard. Oh, 
foiled again. <laughs> Got you. <laughs> so, Jordan, imagine this if you would. You're walking through a spooky graveyard. It's Halloween, and it's cold, and it's foggy, and it's terrifying. There are shadows dancing in your peripheries. Dogs howl in the distance, and something scratches behind you, just out of the reach of what little light you have to navigate your way through this horrible graveyard from the slowly dying torch you hold in your hand. Most would be terrified, you included, but right now, you're hot under the collar because you're wondering if you can find the darkest corner in which you can get some alone time in because you, my friend, are a nebulophiliac, which is somebody who is aroused by fog. (laughs) (laughs) I would have been well happy last night because it was foggy as shit. Yeah, uh, the last couple days have been super foggy. Yeah, I had a great time. Yeah, it's so bizarre because I've been so horny these last couple (laughs) days too. Every time I look out the window, I certainly knock myself over. (laughs) Oh, did you... (laughs) Something pushes me away. It's weird. Yeah, it was some supernatural force. Skin. (laughs) Well done. Thank you. Brilliant, okay. Yeah, delightful. So, Jordan, you have finally decided to take that expedition to the top of Mount Everest. Fast forward three days in, you're one third the way up the treacherous slope, and it's night time. Your travel buddy, let's call them uh, Pimple Chimp, (laughs) turns to you in their sleeping bag and says, Holy hell, Jordan, it's freezing up here, huh? But you have to play along, because you are cold, but you're also getting hot. Because you, Jordan, are a psychrophiliac. Which is what you call somebody who gets aroused to being cold or watching others who are cold. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, that would have saved me a hell of a lot of money on heating bills. Very true, yeah, fucking hell. Silver linings. Yeah, definitely. That would be awesome, wouldn't it, really? We're like, babe, do you want to put the heating on? Fuck no, mate. <laughs> Leave it off. Just like, I fucking am putting it on. <laughs> <laughs> Your wife's like, but Jordan, I'm cold. You're like, oh! <laughs> Say it again. What are you doing under that blanket? <laughs> I suppose technically you wouldn't have a blanket on because you'd get a bit warmer, wouldn't you? That's true, yeah. Just completely strip off. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. So now, Jordan, you've returned from your trip. It was hard, but it was rewarding. But while you were away, wouldn't you know it, your wife sold your house, all of its contents, emptied your joint bank accounts, and no, didn't run away. She gave all the cash generated to your new and great powerful leader, Philbus the Chosen One. That's right. While you're away, she joined a cult and signed you up too. So now you're living in a commune on a giant piece of land in the moors. And here we find you sat in a lecture with Philbus the Chosen One himself, telling you that if you don't give him more money, you will be damned and cast to the sulfurous hell dimension, denied access from planet Scrab when the great cosmic whale comes to pick you all up. But you, you zoned out, Jordan, because you can't shake the thought of that hell dimension or the erection that you've grown, because you have stygiophilia, which is someone that becomes aroused by the thought of damnation or hellfire. Wow, okay. (laughs) What about the idea of the devil? Couldn't tell you, mate. (laughs) He says. (laughs) All my research tells me is is the, the, the thought of damnation and hellfire. So I guess if you, you know, you went to an afterlife which was likened to hell you'd be the devil's worst nightmare because you'd just be loving it yeah they're gonna like we're gonna fucking torture you for the rest of eternity and they're like oh yeah (laughs) do it baby (laughs) and it's like sod this send him upstairs i was just gonna say like if they did think oh fuck this guy you know send him upstairs and he went to like you know the heavenly equivalent then 
wouldn't their version of heaven just be the same thing they'd just come from? Yeah, like a heaven to them would be their hell, wouldn't it? Yeah, so they'd be set up, you know, in their little cubicle. I don't know what you get in the afterlife. <laughs> I don't think it's a cubicle. <laughs> well, you know, a, I don't know, condo, mansion, whatever. <laughs> and they just turn it into their own little personal horny hell. <laughs> Perfect, yeah, horny hell. <laughs> that should be the name of this episode. <laughs> good idea, good, good idea. <laughs> do you think they'd, like, do, like, little booty calls to the devil and be like, you coming up, babe? <laughs> <laughs> I need some punishing from a horny bastard. <laughs> you know, but you wouldn't really ever ask him to go up, would you? You'd probably still want him to go down, if you know what I mean. I ain't going to carry on with that line of thought, because <laughs> I'm getting turned on. I mean, I'm turning Jordan on. So, Jordan, you've left the cult. You're back home. But now you're at a loss because you don't think anyone will understand your latest kink. So you've done the unthinkable. You've got yourself an escort. You go to a seedy motel room that you've booked with a secret credit card under a different name. You open the door. The stain's on the bed. It doesn't look like it's been cleaned in years, but it doesn't matter. Today, you are going to fulfill one of your biggest and latest fantasies. The escort asks you where you'd like her. You say, sort us out on the bed, clothes can stay on, but just roll up your sleeve a bit. She says, okie dokie buddy, and now it's time. You see your goal, and now it's clear to everyone in the room that you love axolism, which is the want to have sex with someone's armpit. Oh wow, okay, I didn't know where that was going at all. <laughs> Apparently the armpit. It's <laughs> straight in the armpit, mate. <laughs> Uh, interesting. Again, not that this is anything to actually do with me, but I could <laughs> sure. imagine that being more <laughs> that being more common than someone who's into caves. Yeah, I mean, or flies. I mean, I guess we're talking about this from our perspective, I guess, because we are men. So we are probably thinking, you know, you can't stick your willy in a cave because it's massive. What are you trying to say? Uh, no, nothing. <laughs> At least an armpit is something to wrap around it, if that makes <laughs> yes, sense. Yeah, you know, you could squeeze an arm against the body, can't you? Exactly, yeah. I would only be thinking, though, like the poor person who's on the receiving end of it, you know, they'd just be getting their face smacked into your tummy, wouldn't they? I mean, it doesn't have to be from the front. Oh, true. I mean, then it's just going to be like you're getting smacked in the back of the head. Like, how is that enjoyable <laughs> for the other person? Unless, you know, that's what they're into yeah i'm not sure that they'd get much sexual gratification out of that themselves you never know that's true i mean there are a lot of different kinks out there as i have recently discovered through reading through our, our text messages <laughs> and maybe there is somebody who likes to be on the receiving end so that's fair enough yeah like fuck the armpit daddy <laughs> <laughs> i shaved for you oh my god <laughs> <laughs> and then if it's slightly scratchy that first guy is writing it which guy was that oh yeah yeah sandpaper, sandpaper man uh, otherwise known as jordan <laughs> so jordan last one here for you before some honorable mentions and a little game for you but here jordan we find ourselves at the next day the escort has left and you're just laid in that dirty bed just feeling so bad you feel guilty and you don't know how you could have let yourself give in to the want for a delicious armpit. <laughs> so you decide to call your wife, you lay it all out, you tell her what happened, and to your surprise, she says, yeah, no big deal, pal. Come home and we'll have a lovely day out. Help take your mind off Escort's armpits. So, surprised and elated, you head home. As you round the corner, you see your wife waiting at the door, but she stood holding a bag. You think, oh, shit, of course. How could I have possibly thought this would have been okay? Sheepishly, you step out the car, but she doesn't say, here's your things, armpit shagger, now fuck off. She says, I packed lunch. Let's go for a lovely day out at the zoo. 
You can't believe you married such an understanding woman and now you're so excited to go to the zoo and just put all this armpit infidelity behind you. So you're at the zoo, having a walk around, having a lovely day, and you turn into the reptile enclosure. God. You see the lizards, you see the snakes, and then you turn around and you see the sexiest motherfucker you've ever seen in your life. That frog. That shell, that tail, that constant look of boredom. And at this point, you forgot all about armpits and your wife, because now you realise that you, my friend, are a shillonophiliac, which is somebody who has a thing for turtles. Oh, God. <laughs> so, yeah, you weren't far off. Yeah. See, oh, this is horrible. But I've just got the images, you know, like in cartoons where there is a turtle and it, like, hides and it, like, shrivels into its shell. Yep. And now there are holes exposed. Oh, God. <laughs> Only somebody who was into turtles could possibly conceive <laughs> such a, a thought. Is there something you want to tell us, Jordan? I promise. No, definitely don't want to tell you that. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to keep that all in my mind. <laughs> it's been a secret for so long. <laughs> yeah, no, I wasn't expecting that at all. That is slightly unnerving. Yeah, I mean, I seriously hope... You know, some of these things that people might be into, they just don't do them. Don't act upon it. Yeah, are just not executed by these people because I think we said in last week's episode, bestiality is not okay. So if you're sexually attracted to turtles, don't touch them yeah. in that way. <laughs> Window shop to your heart's desire, but don't go purchasing the goods. <laughs> But this is not a, a PSA, you know, so I just wanted to tell you the, the, the craziest things out there. And to wrap it up, there are some honourable mentions that I've got for you. And I just want to play a little game with you where I'm going to tell you the word, kind of like you did with me with phobias. Yeah. And I just want you to see if you can figure out what they are. Okay. So, first one for you. Autogynothelia. What do you think that one is? I'm assuming gyne, like gynecology. Yep. I'm not sure. I would guess it was something to do with the ladies' nether regions. Okay, so you're close. It is males who become aroused by imagining themselves in a female form. Oh, okay. Yeah, I wouldn't have guessed that. No. So next one for you, very similarly, is autoplushophilia. I'm guessing it's possibly a male imagining they are in something else. It's not going to be like uh, like dolls or something, is it? Very close. Well done. It's not specific to men in this one. It's a person who feels attracted to themselves when imagining themselves being dressed as a giant cartoon, stuffed animal, or plush toy. Oh, wow. See, that's what I was thinking with the plush thing, like a yeah, doll yeah. or something. Very clever. So, oh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> it's not because that's me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wonder what that one could be. Oh, you sat there in your big furry suit. <laughs> With a mirror and you dick out. Oh, God, it's like that scene from The Shining. I don't remember that scene, mate. <laughs> Not specifically that. There's this guy, I think, dressed up in some sort of suit. Oh, the bunny costume, is it? Yeah. Yeah, right, okay. On the bed. I see where you're coming from now. <laughs> oh, thankfully, you don't. <laughs> yeah, lucky for me. <laughs> so, next one for you. Coprophilia. <laughs> it sounds so close to copperfield. <laughs> copperfield, will you? <laughs> Come round. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm not sure. That is the arousal to feces. That's oh, right. God. Why is it called that? Couldn't tell you. Instead of amazing. No. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of the sexiest thing in the world. <laughs> I don't know how that translates to that name. Uh, maybe because it sounds like crap. I don't know. 
Craprophilia. See, that would have been close. I would have probably got it then. You probably would have done, but you didn't. So, <laughs> next one. Spectrophilia. You got to get this one. Arousal to ghosts. Correct. Hey. What about this one then? Teratophilia. Arousal to territories, to to parts of land. I'm not sure. It is a sexual attraction to monsters. Oh, okay. So I think our wives have probably got this <laughs> marrying <laughs> us. That is true. <laughs> Stood at the altar. Do you take your darling future wife? <laughs> it, was, it was more of the scream first that did it. <laughs> yeah. That's what attracted me to my wife. I love it when they scream. I'm not... <laughs> That's I'm taking that out. <laughs> That's got to stay in. And the final one for you, Jordan. I can't even read this one. It's ironic because me trying to pronounce it is probably going to give you more of a clue. Celismophilia. Okay. Attraction or arousal to phones? No. What it is, is it's the feeling of being aroused to the act of stuttering. Oh, right. Okay. God help them if they're around speech jammers. <laughs> I think maybe, maybe some people listen to that episode and just like, this fucking episode's mint. <laughs> <laughs> do every outro like that <laughs> yeah. but yeah that is it that is my list of things that turn people on love it it's amusing but also very interesting i think the most amusing part of my stories i sat writing them last night like <laughs> just giggling to myself <laughs> imagining you in all these wacky situations i think we should turn it into some kind of comic strip or something yeah yeah oh please do <laughs> and if there are any artists out there <laughs> yeah who would like to make that yeah go to town go mental please that'd be brilliant <laughs> Love it. Anyway, Jordan, sharp lines and dates. Yeah, that's the one. So I've got for you some of the worst Valentine's dates and the worst pickup lines. Fantastical. Please fucking lay them on me. Okay. So it's that time of the year again. I wanted to share with you a collection of the worst Valentine's Day dates that the internet has to offer. Lovely. And as a little bonus, interspersed within, and partly because last year I said I would do this if we ever did this topic again. Yeah. But I'm actually going to add some of the worst pickup lines that people have used or have heard being used and i thought for comedy gold i'm gonna say these pickup lines directly to you ian fantastic oh, can't wait <laughs> you ready i will take my wedding ring off because i ain't gonna need that anymore <laughs> i'm sure you were gonna wow me oh i hope so the first story is we were having dinner at a restaurant and suddenly he jumped up and ran to the bathroom after about 45 minutes i got worried and went to check on him why would you wait that long <laughs> <laughs> that is a very good point. Why wouldn't you say, excuse me, service person, please go and check the toilets for me. My date has been gone for 15 minutes. Yeah, well, maybe it wasn't really 45. Maybe the uh, the dictaphone just wrote 45 and it was actually four to five minutes. Hey, so this is your story again. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> and what you actually meant to say there was, when I was recording this, I said four to five minutes <laughs> and the bastard <laughs> iPhone said 45 minutes. <laughs> I'm not saying anything. <laughs> as it turned out, the guy who went into the bathroom before him was his dealer. Uh, and they were in there getting high. <laughs> this was not only Valentine's Day, but it was our first date. Not a great start. My God. So anyway, Ian. Yes. Are you a mosquito? Because I want to smash the shit out of you. <laughs> Is that because you've got... <laughs> No, I'm not attracted to uh, insects, before you say it. <laughs> you've, already, you've already done it. You've said it now. <laughs> I can't even find the f***ing thing. 
That's fine. We'll move on. No, wait. Look, I need to say it. Oh, is that because you're a pharmacophiliac, Jordan? <laughs> I don't know what you mean. Because <laughs> I'm definitely not a mosquito. I'm fucking six foot tall. <laughs> Number two. We went out for dinner. She leaned in to kiss me, but her hair got caught in the candle. Oh. She didn't realise and proceeded to spread the fire to my very posh and expensive shirt. Oh, what a bitch. God, yeah, she's on fire and it accidentally spreads to your top and it's her fault. Yeah, and she then blamed it on me and I never saw her again. I don't think that's really anyone's fault. You know, you go for a kiss. Yeah. Accidents happen. I mean, he could say, I suppose, that it was a smoking hot day. There we go. He could say that there were sparks. He could say that one of them is very unreasonable. <laughs> Blame the other for, for an accident. <laughs> But anyway, Ian, yes? you reminded me of my little toe, because I'll probably bang you on the coffee table later when I'm drunk. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> Number three. My date actually bought me a whole outfit for Valentine's Day. Okay. But lo and behold, my brand new white dress got ruined by Aunt Flo. Oh, no. He saw the mark forming, and in front of everyone around us said, Really, Haley? How childish. You should have held it in. And stormed out. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> yep, the guy's a jerk. Yeah, that person knows fucking nothing about female anatomy. I think we've had this sort of conversation before, and there are clearly some idiots out there. Yes, they just don't know anything about anatomy and how things work. That they think they can just hold it in. That kind of stuff baffles me. Like, how do people not understand this? Yeah. It feels like such basic anatomy. Yeah, and I mean, it's sort of important for you to know these sorts of things. You'd think so, wouldn't you? But hey, Ian. Yeah, Jordan. Do you want to play Barbies? I'll be Ken, and you can be the box I come in. Oh my fucking god. (laughs) (laughs) Number four. (laughs) This guy had asked me out a few times, and I'd said no every time. But I decided to give him a shot for Valentine's Day. I got in his car, and he drove me to Subway. He paid for only his sandwich, and then he just dropped me back off at my apartment. The whole excursion was about 15 minutes. I had no problem saying no (laughs) when he asked me out again. Okay, I mean, is there date etiquette that exists that says that people should be paid for? I don't know. I think it's more the fact that he took her out for this apparent date. Mm -hmm. Literally, the whole date was 15 minutes. And in the end, when they went to Subway, he only paid for his meal and then dropped her back home. A little bit miffed that there was nothing to it at all, other than felt like she had an Uber driver. Okay, right, and didn't even get a sandwich. (laughs) I don't even think it was that. I think it's just that it was the world's shittest day ever. Maybe I'm just thinking about myself, because I would be gutted if I didn't get a sandwich. (laughs) Well, speaking of sandwiches, Ian, do you work at Subway? Because you've just given me a foot long. <laughs> you wish. <laughs> I do. Number five. It was our second day, and we were out having a nice romantic dinner. Right before the food comes, some guy approaches the table and says, Who the fuck is this? Turns out, she didn't tell me that she had a boyfriend who had been sitting at the bar. Uh-oh. I apologised to the guy and left her with the bill. However, what I did do is I went up to the bar to pay the boyfriend's tab as an apology. Um, it's actually quite a nice guy. I mean, it's not his fault you didn't know. Not at all. I just go to him and be like, sorry, pal. <laughs> so, sorry about that. I'm assuming by that story as well, he went up to the bar. She assumed that he was paying, but actually he paid the boyfriend's thing and left her with the bill. Uh, I think is where that story was kind of really going. I see. I think. 
Very sneaky. But Ian. Yes, Jordan? Let's play Titanic. Oh, God. You be the iceberg and I'll go down. (laughs) (laughs) Number six. I'd been dating this guy and was really falling for him. He said he wanted to plan everything for our Valentine's Day. He loved astronomy, so he picked a spot and brought a small telescope and showed me all the constellations. I was on cloud nine. I changed into something sexy and invited him in. He got undressed, got in bed, and then proceeded to tell me he couldn't do this anymore. (laughs) He basically got undressed to break up with me. (laughs) And he said, I deserved a really nice Valentine's Day before he said it. Wow. I I mean, no words to that, really. I'm not sure what he was expecting. Why would you make your own situation much more awkward by doing that? (laughs) Like, if you knew you were going to do that, (laughs) why get undressed first and then get into bed? (laughs) Just be like, I don't think I'll get undressed. I didn't have a good time. I'm going to see myself out. Not like, (laughs) get into bed. (laughs) Sat there all sexy. Hey, want to know a secret? What's that? Had a shit time tonight. <laughs> oh, don't think this is gonna work. Yeah, see you later. Just gets back out of bed. <laughs> yeah, that's a bit weird, isn't oh, it? Very weird. It's a little odd. But Ian, yes, Jordan, did you just fart? Because you blew me away. <laughs> Do any of these work on anyone? I don't think so. Okay. I think this is why they are the worst pickup lines. Because they're working on me. Okay, great. So they worked for somebody. Yeah, brilliant. I'm horny. <laughs> Number seven. It wasn't a bad date for me, but I was there to witness her worst date, which was we went to a botanical garden and we're having a good time when suddenly one of her heels breaks off. Mm -mm. No problem. I take it and straighten the nail and bang it back in place so it's at least walkable. Nice. But not even ten minutes later, the clasp on her handbag breaks and all of her contents spill out of the bag. Oh, no. Unfortunately... And wasn't able to fix it. So, we're laughing about the tough look she's having, and something small hits the top of her head. Is it a fly? (laughs) No, that would have been her lips. Oh, of course, sorry, my mistake, carry on. (laughs) There was an elevated Japanese garden next to the path we were walking, so we thought the little kids were throwing tiny pebbles. We ran up to catch the kid, but as we're running, I see the top of her head and realise it was not a pebble. A bird had shit on her head. Oh, grim. (laughs) I didn't want to alarm her, so I didn't tell her about it, and I told her to stop and come over. So I grabbed a leaf and wiped the crap off her head the best (laughs) I could. She then realised what it was, and she was mortified. I couldn't help but basically laugh in her face. (laughs) Now, I wasn't laughing at her, but it was so hilarious that I couldn't contain myself. I assured her that everything's alright, and that sometimes... (laughs) Shit happens. They're now happily married. Yeah. The seagull was a ring bearer. <laughs> yeah. Apparently they had another date, I remember reading, and then she was just too embarrassed and it kind of went nowhere, which is Aww. really sad. Yeah. But hey, Ian. Yes, Jordan? Roses are red. Violets are fine. You be the six, I'll be the nine. <laughs> Perfect, mate. It's amazing. Yeah, just jot that one down. It's quite good, actually. Mate, I've been jotting all these down. What are you talking about? <laughs> Over the next ten or so nights, I'm just going to try each and every one of these on my wife. See how long it either takes me to get lucky or get divorced. <laughs> we'll see which one comes first, shall we? Yeah. Oh, wait, she's here already. Oh, it's the divorce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's not even heard the list yet. Yeah. <laughs> so, wait, she's getting into bed. Surely that must be a good thing. Oh, she's getting into bed to break up with me. <laughs> she said it's not working. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, no, she's left. Carry on. Penultimate one. <laughs> Number eight. I had been dating my boyfriend for almost a year. His mum hated me because he was her little boy. Yeah. On the way to the restaurant, my boyfriend decided to turn around so we could take his fucking parents with us. Oh, God. Things were never the same after our surprise double date. Ugh. That sounds horrendous. Yeah. I mean, if you want to have dinner with your parents, just invite them to your house or go to theirs. But, um... Hey, Ian. Yes, Jordan? <laughs> Do you work at B&Q? Because you're giving me wood. <laughs> <laughs> For all your carpentry projects, yeah? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah Where's your sandpaper? <laughs> <laughs> Finally, number nine. <laughs> Valentine's Day 2009 was a day that will live in infamy. <laughs> My then boyfriend planned for us to drive to a nearby winery for a tour and a dinner. But he invited his mother along too. Again? Yeah. I don't think it's the same guy. But they go on to say, to make matters worse, his mother called to tell us she was running late and demanded to put me on the phone. I managed a week, uh, hello, and she screeched, I'll be there when I get there. <laughs> Go buy him a steak and give him some pussy. <gasps> and both of you shut up. What? I was horrified. <laughs> Worst Valentine's Day ever. Burn the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Just cut off all contact. Never see them again. <laughs> That's weird that is super odd that's very strange i mean it seems a weird thing to make up anyway yeah and definitely nothing that a parent should be saying to a child partner true you don't want to hear your partner's mum speak like that to you <laughs> that is true <laughs> if my dad said that to my wife i'd be single <laughs> <laughs> I'd be in for a good night. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I'd be getting cooked for at my parents' house because I'd be kicked out. But hey, Ian. Yes, Jordan. <laughs> it's my favourite. It's so bad. <laughs> Go on. My dick died. Do you mind if I bury it in your ass? <laughs> oh, I'm lightheaded. Oh, fuck it. Oh. God. Oh, there you go. Fantastic. What an episode. Mental. But uh, happy Valentine's Day, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Happy belated Valentine's. Uh, yeah, so there you go. Worst Valentine's Day and bad pickup lines. Yeah. And do not try any of those pickup lines for next year because they will make you have the worst Valentine's, I'm sure. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> but I don't know. If you do, let us know how you get on. Yeah. For and gives a shout. Love it. Anyway, Jordan, I think we probably better round this off because we're, we're running very long. We are. We should probably wrap things up. Let's fucking do it. Thank you guys for tuning in to today's episode of Two Guys What's Up. Don't forget to follow the show wherever you listen to us so you don't miss another episode and maybe even tell a friend. Tell your friend that you know of a podcast where they can learn all the best pickup lines that they've ever heard. Then don't direct them to this one because this one is obviously the opposite of that. But then ask them if they're in the mood for a laugh and then point them in the direction of us. Sound good, Jordan? Yeah, that sounds perfect. Smashing. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, our Linktree link is in the bio of this episode, which you can click on and be jetted off to every link you will ever need for all your two guys what's up essentials. Want to get ideas of dates to avoid? Click the link. Want to send us what secretly turns you on? Click the link. Want to get yourself a t-shirt that says bestiality is not okay click the link
going. And don't forget, we now have a Patreon where you can find all of your two guys' WhatsApp extras, including pin badges, shout outs, t shirts, and if you really can't get enough of our fantastic tales and gorgeous voices, well, now you can get more because we now release bonus episodes which come out on the last Friday of every month. There is currently seven sitting up there waiting for your ears to just go and give that audio goodness a little gobble with your ears. And it's all available right now, starting with the bonus episodes for just £3 a month. So if you want to help support the show and get some cool stuff while you do so, head over to patreon.com forward slash two guys what's up to check out all the goodies over there. The link, of course, will be down below for your clickety clackety pleasure. But if you can't do that, but you still like to help us out, then there are two ways you can do that completely for free. One, sharing this episode with all your friends and family. Or two, giving us a five star rating and review in your podcast app of choice, which would be super awesome and would really help us out. And we would be eternally grateful. We would indeed, Emerson. But on that note, thanks for listening. Have an amazing week, guys, and we will see you next Monday. Bye. Bye. Very close. Well done. So it is a it is a feeling. So it's so it's a feeling of. So it's not. It is a person who feels attracted to the. It's a person uh, who. Are you all right? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>